when you think about it. I think about the guy who followed Elijah. He missed a chance of having double portion. He quit at the most critical time of his life. Not knowing just around the corner was opportunity for supernatural greatness. But he bought into a suggestion that was not in his best interest and fell for it. You see, Elisha was on the best side of history. He said he could not be dissuaded to quit. He could not be brushed aside by any suggestion. His mind was in double set. I'm going to finish. I burned the bridges behind and that's it. I'm not going to rebuild them. So winners are finishers and they have identifiable traits. They go from one success to another. They finish well. They finish strong. In life, over and over and over it's the same they go from strength to strength from victory to victory you see a pessimist does not want to learn a pessimist chooses to frown get mad, get upset instead of instead of change and rejuvenate and retool they get mad but not the optimist the optimist is a learner he want, or she wants to be empowered they know that hard work will earn them recognition and that loyalty pays big. Amen. And they thrive for success. They're seeing everything that comes their way, an opportunity and a challenge to rise. They see possibilities. This to many people are very offensive, but not to me. I wish I sat where you sat to hear this hand in my ears because you see my ears also affect my thinking and my eyes affect my heart the weak mind see obstacles the strong mind see and envision opportunities the weak mind always talk about limitation the strong mind welcome challenges the weak mind avoid difficulties but the strong mind always say let's be creative find an alternate way to overcome this thing. They said, oh, Mr. Edison, how many times did you fail? A thousand times? He said, no, I learned a thousand ways how it doesn't work. Think about it. The weak mind is impulsive. The calm mind and collective is of the one that's optimistic, methodical. Amen. Can you even think outside the box? The weak mind always rush to do things. Never stop and think about benefits and consequences and effects. They're always victim of outcome they didn't plan for. But the strong mind says, why not? One says, why should it? can't be done? I said, why not? Said, it couldn't happen. Some said, what, has, what happened? It's already done. You know, I thought about people... Uh, you know, I go to New York and I see those high-rise buildings. And I realize the guy at the very top, top floor, he didn't just arrive there. He, he earned it. He earned the climb. And then the guy below pushing the broom. The difference was, not birth. The difference was, what side of history they preoccupied themselves with? 
One says, why? I can think of some young persons who once were young. Now they're old. And now they're unemployed. They're in skid row. They do all kind of stuff. And those that used to go to school with them are gaining the ascendancy. You could tell. One, when they were a kid, reading the Wall Street Journal. The other one, reading the comic strip book. What do you think will happen? You're a product of the things you read, the places you go, the things you hang around, and who's speaking into your life. The very thing you need, maybe the thing you're, about, you're, you're avoiding. I mean, here, here's Moses. God knows Moses is a smart kid. <laughs> the youngest of three. And yet, on the wrong side of history, he tried to bring Israel to a promised land. Ten spies end up on the wrong side of history and two on the right side. What's the difference? One was mentally seized and defeated and the one, other one was a positive mental attitude for higher altitude. This church cannot rise any higher than the people on the pew. No matter how smart the preacher is. Let go elsewhere to use a smart but right here because hey you can raise turkey, but they'll never become eagles. But you can force jerk eagles to act like turkeys by put them in a chicken coop. <laughs> Hello? But you put turkeys in a wide open and they'll never fly. You know, Saul on the wrong side of history and David on the different side. Joseph, 11 brothers on one side of history, dream killers, and one was a dream producer on the other side of history. The king's servant talked about the failure of the economy. Well, some old lepers talking about abundance next day. And they didn't doubt the prophet. They believe him. You see, there will always be a high turnover based on decision. You know, I thought about this church today. In any church, anywhere you go, if God could keep all the people that walk through that door, heaven would have to be in a building program. The only people in a, in a, in a, in a rebuilding program is hell because hell offers you everything for nothing. Hell says, all this will I give you if you just bow. <laughs> Why go to Calvary? Calvary is suffering and pain. Huh? Hello? Jesus Christ said to the crowd, Well, you go also. Preach one sermon and lost them all. And every job you go to, the boss always asks the question of you and me. Will you go also? Somebody once sat where you sat. Someone occupied the position you just got. Where are they? Will you stay or will you go? Jesus warned got to count the cost. Jesus warned us about careful of emotional hearers. They, they quickly withdraw but when the challenge comes they're offended and they're gone. Because I can't build on those. And that's why it takes the church so long to build a church. Because the Lord is looking for what? Not emotional here, but committed conscientious people 
Now, we, we don't understand that. We think God's going to throw everything together. But don't forget, eternity is a long time. And for God to live for a long time with a dropout is like living with a living in a house where the, <laughs> the tin roof is always tip, 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 tip. It's hard to live with. God wants to live with people who think like him. He that cometh to God must believe that God is. And God is a rewarder. You can't come to God with pessimism and expect God to bless you. No way. He's not going to do it. All right? So, the race is not based on your speed, but on perseverance. Is that right? All right? So, instead of getting discouraged, these people that are positive, they persevere through their hardship and continue to work toward future success. And they use failure as a motivating, listen now, learning experience. Talking about God wants this church to be a persevering church. Amen. But what is perseverance? It means to continue without ceasing. I'm not going to quit. Never give up. Never looking back. Never turning back. No matter what happened, I'm not turning back. <coughs> I'm steadfastly minded. I'm on the path. I'm on the right direction. I'm going toward the target. Amen. I'm staying focused. And I'm pressing toward the mark for the high calling. I'm pressing on. <coughs> I wonder what would have happened if Isaac had not stuck it out and keep on digging. The last experience we would have had is what they did to him. Because he continued. That was not the last experience he had. It was the blessings of God. I mean, Laban found a guy that's not a quitter. They robbed him seven years of faithful service, but he wouldn't quit. He says, you still have not changed my mind. I want Rachel, dead or alive. <laughs> I'm going to get her. If you think seven years is a long time, watch me. I'm going to work seven long years. Because I got my eyes on the target. All right? You see, Paul is an anti-quitter. Paul taught us, we are not of them that draw back. God didn't send me here to bow to defeat. God didn't send me here to accept defeat. God didn't send me here to focus on my problems. He wants me to focus on his possibilities. Jesus said, it's not fit for the kingdom if I draw back from the plow. You know what a plow is? You know what a plow is, folks? It's not like today you got an engine. A plow is a hard rope around your neck and you're pulling through the sod and you're breaking up the ground and it's hard work. But he that soweth shall surely what reapeth doubtlessly. The Bible says that. All right? So prosperity in the Bible only comes by hard work and determination. You know, some people envy the results of others, but despise the methods by which they achieve those results. And before you want my chair, somebody else's chair, find out what's behind it all. Because it may not be as shining as you think. Surprise on people envy and decide to walk in another person's place when they finally got it and realize 
They're not qualified, not able to deal with it and make a mess of their life. Amen. Success comes from passion, focus, preservation. You know, I remember when I went to college there and I almost quit. I realized, no, I shouldn't quit because if I do, I'm condemned to the floor place. I'm condemned to take orders. I won't be giving orders. I'm not saying there's wrong with be, taking orders. Because every man is on the authority of somebody. But you can determine what chair you sit in. And whose table you sit at. And who the friends you run with. Your level of confidence will determine the limits that you set. And the dedication and the determination that is built inside of you. Now, if I had kid, every day I'd, I'd breathe in them like they breathe the Koran. You know, Allah is one. I said, man, you were born to be great. Personally, like you're going to believe that. Man, you were born to be great. You're going to be great. Mm, da, 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 da. I, I, I pump that in that kid. Pretty soon, you'll think the guy's a bigot. Well, I'd rather my son being a bigot than a wimp. God can deal with ego, but he can't work with quitting. Peter was a man that was egotistical. Hello. And Judas was a quitter. Quit on the group. When you are an optimist, you keep on pushing forward. Always trying. It made the prophet so mad. He said, boy, strike the ground. Did tell him why. Most of the time God don't tell you why because he knew if he did, you'd fix the result. So God keep you in the dark. Smite the ground. Oh, that silly pastor. i got a better idea. So smite the ground. One, two, pastor. I'm the king, man. Because smart, man. This child is stuff. And the dying prophet said, what is wrong with you? You should have persevered and knock it not just three times, seven times, 14 times. And if you kept on doing it, God would get involved in it. And you're going to have the victory. But now, all you're going to have is three victories and no more. You're condemned to a failure. Focus. I believe until I get in that coffin, I can achieve what I imagine. Only death can stop me. Satan don't have the power to. The only limitation in this church tonight is now Satan. He's powerless. I've received the power of attorney from Jesus. Amen. He said the gates of hell shall not prevail. So he's got no place here. Amen. It's up to me. How far do I want to go? God said, Abraham, you set the limit. How far do you want to walk, Abraham? Well, God, I'm tired. God said, well, that's where you stop. When the, when the bottle... With the oil was being poured, God didn't run out of oil. They run out of vessel. And when you run out of courage, God run out of stuff. When you quit on God, God quit on you. As long as they brought the vessel, the oil kept coming. 
and the Ufer stopped. The oil, or they did. They did. Who stopped the victory? God did or the guy did? Hello? You see, a person with success is a person that is unstoppable. Unbeatable. They let nothing that life throws at them stand between them and their goal. David said, there's a cause. I don't care how big a challenge is. It's not my physical size. It's my mental size that matters. <laughs> Whatever's beating in your heart. He said, this makes a lot of people upset. And I promise you, they're condemned to failure all the rest of their life. You talk to a smart person, and they'll increase in learning. And talk to a fool and get himself an enemy. You know that? You correct a fool and get an enemy. I correct a wise person and get a friend. See, winners never succumb to frustration or despair or excuses. Joseph's brothers did not like him because he made them look bad. They don't have a dream. They have no dream. All they have is bad doings. <laughs> but he had dream. And he was colorful. And every time they see him, if they see him, the colors bother them. And when they hear him, it bothers them. And only one thing they can do, let's kill him. Tear up his clothing. That's what become of him. But you know what? You can't keep a good man down. Push it down, it rises back up. There's a fish in the sea. It's not very big as prize fishes, but the jellyfish. You chop it in two pieces, it doesn't die, it just multiplies and grows something else. Winners persevere until they hit the target. Until they obtain promises. Until they achieve their goals. Until they take home trophies. What's the keys in their life? They're motivated with a passion that's focus-driven. If my job is to mop the floor, I'm going to be the best mopper in town. That's what Joseph did in prison. And the boss said, you take charge of the prison here, boy. Prisoner becomes superintendent. Wow. If all you can play is the same note, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, then honey, you're handicapped, baby. You're a one, two, three, one, two, three. What about four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve? Hello. The key is inspiration, dream, and vision. You are anything that, that's progressing and moving forward. There's visions, there's dreams, and there's inspiration. Without a vision, we perish. Without a dream, we're stagnant. Without inspiration, we're pessimist. An uncommitted mind is a mind that quits. An uninvolved thinker is somebody from the devil's workshop. So, Quitter. Amen. It's different from the 
optimist. The optimist says, I'm committed not to quit. I'm not quitting. I'll go to any extreme to get what I need to get. I'm going to perform beyond the level that was expected of me. I'm going to achieve beyond my ability. I'm stretching all the time. Paul says, I press. <coughs> you were surprised. I mean, in Pentecostal churches, how many people are intimidated by this? You were surprised other Pentecostals are even in, intimidated by successful people. You were surprised <coughs> how many people are, are intimidated by people who are always zealous of learning. Unfortunately, some of you fell for it. Water seek its lowest level. Hello. You see, as an optimist, with a positive mental attitude, I am determined to stick to it to achieve the success I belong to. God did not predestine me to fail. God said, what you think, I can exceed it. I will always move it another notch up. <laughs> and Paul says, I press towards Jesus Christ for the joy set before him. He endure, he persevere. Let nothing stand between you and your goal. You gotta make up in your mind. I, I came to church for the first time as a sinner, walked through the door, I'm, I know I'm lost, and, uh, and God says, this is your, your, your chance, boy. And you know, I thought about the part is I had to go to my friends and I, I had to go to my friends. They, was not, they were not feeling the anointing I was feeling. They were not having a revelation I was having. They were not expressing the, the inspiration God was giving to me. And I was determined I'm not staying with them. They either come with me or stay where they are. And I brought my friends to church. I said, come on, let me tell you what. I find my Eureka. Here it is. Little humble little church. And they all sat in the back. They fell the back row up to see what on earth am I getting into. But church, a person with an experience is not at the mercy of the critics in their argument. I found an experience that silver and gold money couldn't buy. The world didn't give it to me, and they're not going to take it from me. Why? Today, I'm so satisfied with Jesus. I've been through many obstacles to try to get me out of church. I say, you're wasting your time. You don't know who you're talking to. I'm in love with Jesus. <laughs> I'm not in love with position. I'm in love with Jesus. I don't love the things he gave. I love the one who made the things that I have. I got my love in the right place. And so God taught me how to become a, a finisher. Finishers are unstoppable. Now, some guys, you know, they can make furniture, but they can well, they're not good finishers. They're the rough thing. They're rough. But, you know, in the building project, you know, and, and, and unfortunately some people in the in church are like scaffolding. You know, they're the worst part, the worst phase of the building. But the most important part of the building is the, is the finishing part. You buy it because of the finishing touch. You never buy it because of the foundation. You never buy it because of the structure that's in there. You buy it because of the attractive of the finishing touch.
got a dream. I can't remember whose church I'm at. I'm supposed to preach to this guy somewhere in the States. I can't remember if it was his church or my church or whose church. But sister, I dreamt this. I was contemplating what to do with this church. And I had a visitation and said, look, 28, don't expect this church to grow like every other church grows gradually. He said, not so. This one's going to grow differently. He said, how is it going to grow? Vertically. Up. Take off. Sudden. Bang. In other words, I don't have to be a part of the trend. I can set my own world record. Hello? Stretch! Push! <laughs> I'm going to to what? New heights. New experience. I want to experience fulfillment. I want to be anointed and appointed. I want to overcome human limitation and human fear. I want to Get over self-doubt and the adversity of self-negative talk. I want to live in the realm of possibility. Look behind you, folks. On that base that I built this church, I let, I let myself always remind me I'm not limited to me. I'm in partnership with Jesus. I said to God, God, what, what's in that building? If my wife was not in the car, I'd be screaming my head off. I felt an emotional all goes visiting me right in the car. I was overwhelmed by the, by the response of God. He's saying, I am there. You don't shortchange me when you go there. It doesn't matter who is there. I am there. And you entertain me. Hallelujah. Ready to achieve what you desire when you come. Come with the desire. He that hunger and thirst shall be filled. He that seeketh shall find. He that knocketh shall be open. Opportunities there. What you imagine, what you see in the vision, what you dream. I remember when I was going to build this church and not, not build it yet, God said, Man, what do you see there, Brother Deal? He said, That word means spec. He said, you know what that in engineering means? Spec means specification. Of the book of Hebrews chapter 11. They saw it. They see it afar off. They were persuaded of what they saw. Huh? And they embrace it. And they confess it. God says, you got to confess the, in, the unreachable. The improbable. Because I can exceed what you're thinking. It's worth it, God. The optimist keep on keeping on with the inspiration of the Word of God. And they realize it's also partly perspiration. Amen. Dedication. Encouragement. They launch out in the deep. You know, it's amazing. You're twelve guys watching eleven guys watching Peter and criticizing him. Look at them, that fool walking on the water. Ah. But well, they'll never have the experience he had. You still have one upon them. They have never walked on water. Not even Paul. Peter still have the edge on them. He said, you guys want to stay here? That's your problem. I'm getting out. 
Why don't you step out of mediocrity and step in the possibility tonight? Just get off your chair and step out and stop stepping in the supernatural. You can. I am doing that. Most guys don't like me. I don't care if they like me. Jesus love me this I know. For the Bible tells me so. The rest doesn't matter. Bye. <laughs> I don't care what they think. <coughs> See, you're bragging. I'm not bragging on me. I'm bragging on Jesus. He gave me bragging rights about what he does to me and for me. God intended this church to be filled with unstoppable people. People on the wrong, on the rights of history. The Tower of Babel, what stopped it? He had to stop it. Because they were unstoppable. Let your imagination run wild. You know? All those who, all those who embrace, embrace preaching, I'm going to tell you, if predestined, you will profit. It's impossible for you to see anything else but profitability. It is impossible. You embrace preaching, you are going to be a success. It's automatic. I don't care how bad the preacher is or how great, stupid he is, you're going to be blessed because God says preaching prophets. <laughs> and all those who argue with it walk away and just drop out. Well, you know, some folks think they walk out and left that they hurt me. They don't hurt me. I'm still eating my T-bone steak, chewing on my uh, uh, pork ribs and all that stuff. And friends fry. Look at me. Do I look sick to you? <laughs> they, they don't even know. They're walking with their feet. I, I think, uh, geez, I'm on holy ground here, honey. I'm hanging on. <laughs> Come on. Noah finished the ark. Moses finished the tabernacle. Nehemiah finished the wall. Ezra finished the temple. David finished bringing home the ark. Paul finished his course. Solomon finished the temple. And you're going to finish the walk. What's all about? Hello? You know, you know why God gives trials and tribulations? He wants to know if you're a nerd or not. God, God bounce you around. Let the God devil beat you up for a while. You don't believe that? God and the devil is in on you. <laughs> Ask Job about it. God said, there's Job, beat him. <laughs> but don't kill him. Job ain't going to quit. On me. I don't think you heard me yet. God said, Jesus won't quit on me either. Hello. He said, I know Paul, he's a chosen vessel. You can't give him a shipwreck to stop him. He's unstoppable. <laughs> Woo! I think this Jesus name church. You see, the day God visits this church is going to be one day we'll never forget. That one day will make you forget all other days. Bang! 3,000 souls added. Woo! God wants to inspire us by the fact of people in the rights of history. The book of first... Uh, in the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, it's been in two parts. Those who beat the world up and those who got beaten up by the world. The first part, they whipped the world. And the second half, the world whipped them. But in every case, they didn't quit. Hello? God is in this place. You must never give up 
Amen. Let the people on the right side of life in the Bible inspires you. Inspires your heart. No matter how difficult the setting be, accept the challenge. Be determined to be courageous. Be an achiever, not a loser. Set your goal and achieve it. Have a bulldog faith. If you don't have one, borrow mine for a, for a while. Because I said, whose faith follow? And if you're too cocky to follow it, it's your problem. Amen. Praise God. Not looking back is a wonderful thing. Last person who did that turned a pillar of salt. I like salt on my plate, but not me standing up with the salt. To be out in the salt, man. Come on. Forward! What's a forward? Now, you know what? It's so hard walking backwards. Look, man, it's so hard walking backwards. You know what? Because you were never intended to walk backwards. On your way to heaven, buy a car that has no reverse in it. All forward gear only. I'm going to push it backwards. But don't get to go backwards. That's worse than God. Church, don't live your fear. Live your dream. Finish well. Blessed are they that persevere and not giving in to hurt feelings. Stretch yourself to new heights. Amen? Hello? Now, God wants to equip underachievers tonight. He wants to empower you. If you're tired of being barren, being a quitter, and being a procrastinator, I'm talking to you tonight. You see, you can be gifted and talented, and yet you're an underachiever because you need a, a baptism of a positive mental attitude. Amen. So I said, well, I'm scared I'm going to fail. Well, you may be disappointed if you fail, but do if you don't try. You know, the first time God asked me to teach Bible study, I was new in church, and, and I thought, well, this is crazy. Me? I can't even find Malachi in the Bible. And God says, you ought to be teaching on this level right now. So what? And the Bible told me that in, in the book of Hebrews. And I said, okay, God, fine. The risk is on you, not me. <laughs> Never looked back since. Never looked back. Now, folks, I know you're looking at me as if I'm Charlie Brown, but I'm not Charlie Brown. I may be brown, but I'm not Charlie Brown. Hello? Who's the pessimist? <laughs> Who's a pessimist? God want to purge your mind of pessimism. Can I go on? It's all right. All right. Pessimism is a state of mind in which one anticipates, listen now, undesirable outcomes or believes that the evil or hardship in life outweighs the good or the luxuries of life. Lord of mercy. So what is... What is pessimistics? Pessimism is from the Latin word pessimists, meaning worst. 
It is a way of thinking that always negatively colors the way a person looks at life. That's Israel. In our own eyes, we're like grasshoppers. Well, at least he can jump. <laughs> They're trying to jump on them. I've seen grasshoppers jump so high. Is that right? They could jump all those guys back on the promised land if they wanted to. A pessimist person is an individual who nurtures persistent negative attitude. Always expecting the worst of people and of situations. A pessimist is always troubled. A pessimist is a person who always carries a negative attitude and expects the worst of situations in people. They always relate to the half-empty glass. You see, the pessimists never see anything good in anything. If the sun is shining, you know what they say? You get sunburned. <laughs> if it's raining, you know what they say? Your feet will get wet. <laughs> and you'll catch a cold. And the optimist will say, let's get some tan. Let's go for a swim. Hello. Tell the person beside you says, Pastor is reading your horoscope tonight. Oh my. You might as well tell them right now because they need to hear it. <coughs> a, the characteristic of a pessimist. You know, I, I was hoping to hear someone said, It's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. A pessimist person is one who's always on the negative side. I got fear preach tonight. I'm offending a lot of people. I got fear tonight. I'm wounding a lot of spirit. People who are not profiting from this, and also feel that others are going to be blessed by it. From the same mouth come bitter and sweet. You see, I choose how I receive the word of Christ. A pessimist is a person. The one who's always on the negative side and never sees anything good. A pessimist person has a tendency to stress the negative or the unfavorable or take the gloomiest possible view. As a result, the pessimist is double-minded. They're doubtful and cynical. David said, one thing have I desire, and that will I seek after. Hello? Hello? One thing have I desire, and that will I seek after. Now, I know you all wish you hadn't come to church tonight. I wish you, you wish you had dropped out. But give God thanks anyway. You're here.
Hallelujah. I want you to be a favor tonight. Challenge yourself and ask yourself the question, Lord, what causes pessimism to be in me? Lord, teach me the difference between optimism and pessimism. God, how can I overcome pessimism? Lord, let me realize the negative impact it's having on my life, my future, my, my disposition, even my looks. I'm wrinkled before the time. Hello? You know, age put wrinkles on your face, but pessimism put wounded wrinkles all over your body. <laughs> Gloom and doom. I'd rather have a wrinkled face than a wrinkled soul. Hello? So, Lord, show me in a dream what my pessimistic behavior is like. Pessimism is a state of mind in which one anticipates undesirable outcomes or believes that the evil or hardship in life outweighs the good. Now, why the person say, well, pastor can't do that. If we go to the promised land, there's giants there. Of course there's giants there. That's why God gave you power to overcome them. Hello? God didn't give you, you know, power to pet serpents. He says, kill them. <laughs> Hello? It's true. Amen. All right? But say amen? Now, I don't want to blow you away. I can see that I'm going to get in trouble here with you. I need to talk to you about it before I finish tonight. I want to leave you the positive note, if it's possible. If it's possible. But a positive mental attitude is very closely related to faith. It is said that religion plays an important part and role in the, in the positive mental attitude of some people. That it even affects them and their social life. That if they're sick, they don't. You know, some people. Some people you never you never ask them, "How do you feel today? <laughs> today is their neck hurting. Tomorrow is their shoulder hurting, and their back hurting." Then they're toe hurting, and pretty soon the entire anatomy is told you in a week. You know, these are certain people, you never ask them how they're doing, because you know what they're doing. They're breaking up. And they're fragments. They're never feeling good. They never say, oh, what a wonderful day. Oh, my God, it's great. Well, well. And you know, they're going to ruin your day. Hello. Many studies have done regarding positive attitude and its effect on health. Specifically with people of serious illness as cancer and lacking disease. They found people with positive mental attitude get healed faster. Faith based. Hello? Well, Lord, I know I'll never get that job. And the man says, We don't want you. Bye. I know I'm going to fire it. And he got fired. Bye. Cause you, you know, prophecy, right? You are a good prophet. Prophet test. You hit it right on. I'm going to ruin my day if I do this. But a positive mental attitude is having an optimistic disposition in every situation in one's life that attract positive changes and increase achievements. Think about it. 
It employs a state of mind that continues to seek and find and execute ways to, to win or to find a desirable outcome regardless of the circumstances. Listen to this. It opposes negativity, defeatism, and hopelessness. So it pays to be positive and mental attitude. Well, Pastor, you got a mental problem. Yes, but it's positive. <laughs> Hello? A positive attitude is developed by constant reinforcement of one goal's positive values and belief. Optimism and hope are vital to the development of a positive mental attitude. Okay? Sounds good? One technique for positive reinforcement is with the use of self-talk. Now, if you don't like your own accent, say it on a tape recorder. But talk to yourself. David did. David says, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? He talked to himself. The next time I see you look moving, you see you're chewing gum and you're talking to yourself. <laughs> it's true. I've seen people talking to themselves, you know. And they're talking to me. And I know they're not eating, they're talking all the time. You guys have watched Brother Beaton before? <laughs> no, he doesn't do that. But the Bible, Bible endorsed talking to himself. He said, David encouraged himself. Can you say to yourself, I feel happy? No, I don't feel happy. I feel healthy. I feel terrific. I promise you right now, you can't say it to yourself. I guarantee you, you can't go in the mirror and believe this national lie. Boy, aren't you pretty? But I can sit and believe it with a straight face. I can. Try it. She just did. Hello. Don't I look cute? Wow. Maybe you don't even look cute, but in your mind you look cute. As a man thinketh, so he become. Right? Hello. We know learning to control one's emotions is key to developing and maintaining a positive mental attitude. I need five more minutes and I'm done. I'm not done, I'm going to stop. Is that right? Can I go on? Is that all right? All right. Either you're a hypocrite or you're lying to me or you're telling the truth. Which one is it? It's not a choice question here. All right. Now, I believe seeing the brighter side of faith instead of bad it's just one way you can help your positive mental health. Can you have the Holy Ghost as a mental problem? Absolutely. You want to some people rejoicing, what spirit are they in? Jesus told us one group, you don't know what spirit you're of. It's certainly not the Holy Ghost. Ooh, I lost you down. Keep your thought positive will assist you in talking more positive. Positive people influence others to get into the healthier positive mental state of health. When a person is mentally healthy, they are more equipped to deal with reality and adapt to change it in a positive way. So, with good, understand, with good mental health comes good emotional as well as intellectual health, which aids in the problem solving of the events. Now, if you want to see change in your life, start thinking positive. I'm going to challenge you right now. Say something to the person beside you about yourself, very positive. 
Bible still tell it anyhow. Go ahead. I'm joking. Here I should be saying, I feel good. Like I know I should. So good. So good. Why are you laughing? <laughs> but they stole that song from us. <laughs> they stole it from us. I feel terrific. <laughs> I feel terrific. I feel like I'm in control. God put me in control. I'm not being controlled. Hello? Amen. It's time to think big. Hello? I'm not through, but I'm going to stop right here. I bore you to death. I want to tell you, folks, there are people I don't hang around. Anybody who complaining, I'm going to tell you, friend, stay away from complainers. They are going to leave behind. You hear me? A disease that even after they're gone. It's still eating up your good day. You came to sleep. Hello. When I was in Nigeria, they tell me about where they work, all the sacrifice and all that stuff. I said, don't tell me when I get there, I'll deal with it. And you know what? I went to that country. I went everywhere. After I left, they told me where I went. It didn't bother me. But had they told me before, it would have bothered me. Don't program me to see the things you see. Let me get my own revelation. Hello? Don't tell me how bad Sister Beatrice is. Time will prove that. <laughs> There's something God has to open your eyes to. But church... Tonight, message about perseverance and being on the right side of history. I want God to remember of me. You see, God watching me make mercy. Well, Brother Neil, what do you think? If I don't feel like working today, can you still hang on to me? Yes. If I don't give you what you want, can you still serve me? Yes. Do you serve me by 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 what you see or by love? Let's go up on God right now, church. Let's call upon God right now. Now, you have a choice when we go home. If I were you, if you're mad at me, I'd go. I'd buy this tape and go home and take a hatchet and chop it up and throw it in the fire. See, God, I'm so angry, I'm mad at him. Step on it. Or if you think I make sense, go to bed on it. Get in your subliminal. Hallelujah. Let nobody stop you from moving forward. Say like Ruth, don't you try to stop me. I'm going to Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Be like Esther, you ain't going to stop me. 
I'm going to see the king if I perish. If God talked to you today, why don't you wave back to him tonight? I asked him, will you be here tonight? He says he would. He said he would. He promised me blessings and success and opportunities and prosperity. Praise God. He said there's no limit to what he wants to do for for us as long as I don't quit, don't give up, don't give in, don't find fault, just give praise in all things. Give praise in all things. I may not like what just happened to me, but the results down the road are going to like. So I'm going to give praise. Come on, somebody. Come on, give God the praise right now. Come on, my friend. Amen, amen. Come on, give God the praise. Give God the praise. Come on. An optimist. That's what I want to be. I got a book I wrote called The Pessimist and the Optimist. That was for my first church when I was in this city. You want to buy it? I'll sell it to you. It costs $1,000 and change. But you can get it, friend, for free. If you talk to me real nice, you get it free. I'm going to one day teach you, teach you on that book and show you there's a difference between the two. And the people in church that are happy the most are people who are optimistic. They walk through that door. They're not rainy weather Christian. They're always, they're always happy. They love Jesus. And I want to tell you to that. Now I'm going to, I'm going to step out by faith. If you've got a chronic sickness, health in your body, by the Holy Ghost, it's psychosomatic. I promise you, I'm going to challenge you to go to the doctor this week and check it out. And I said, I find nothing wrong. Take blood tests, toe tests, nose tests, eye tests, liver tests, all kind of tests, head tests. And you say, I can't find nothing wrong. Then he comes and says, Pastor, was right. Hello? 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 The king toe. Nehemiah, that look on your face and what you're feeling is linked with your heart. And there was a problem he was worried about. I'm telling you tonight, that disease got to go. Change your thinking. Think health tonight. Think blessings tonight. Come on. Don't look at me like that. Do it. Jesus. Jesus set me free. Why should I be bound? I'm going to believe God for my healing. God, there's nothing wrong with me. It's just wrong thinking. Wrong thinking. I'm going to start believing. Hallelujah. Get your mind on Jesus. Let God heal your mind. Stop thinking about problems you can't solve. Give it to God to solve them. How can you ever... I'm just some folks. Say about yourself. I'm not a doctor, a PhD, an MD, but you've got serotonin, dopamine, and other stuff like that. Men, 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 men. Right? Your, your brain is linked with the pituitary gland. Right? That said message. To here, the frontal lobe, and the peripheral, and all that stuff up there. And you got syntaxes in here. I just said tax, syntax. Hey? And they, they have, they have, uh, open and close stuff. 
when you think a negative thought, you got a certain connection, electrical connection, that shocks you. And it goes, bad message secrete poison, toxic in your body. That need to be flushed out. Now, you keep doing that. It's like taking crack. Crack give you an overdose of pleasure drugs that you empty out. Is that right? The pleasure dr- drugs, right? Area. So when you call for more, there's none there, and it puts you into a tailspin. That's exactly what you're doing. Now, you stop worrying about things that don't belong to you, and you tonight going to cast all your cares on Jesus. Tonight, I'm asking you to do it. You got those baggage on your back. Somebody give me a chair here, please. I know somebody I'm talking to right now. Uh, give me a chair, please. Put a chair on my back. I'm pretty, I'm not very strong. See, she want to hurt me. She wants to hurt me. I know she wants to hurt me a long time ago. Come back here and hurt me. Put it on my back, please. Put it on my back. Yeah, on my back, yes. Bring one more, please. One more chair. Oh, Lord. Just need to defend me, please. Put it on my back. I came in. Oh, Lord. Please. Oh. 